So we are in our second week of our God in Hollywood series. So what's really awesome is we, we see God play throughout in movies. And it, it's not the Bible, it's not the gospel, but we see biblical principles that, that come through in the movies. So we're using that for the next few weeks to, to help our preaching and, and our messages. So it was fun for me to pull a message out from one of, one of my favorite movies. So I'm going to get right into it. So we are all born with unique talents and abilities, God-given things, and things that we're passionate for and things that draw, draw us out. And every now and then, you know, we get in the routine of life, our jobs, our families, being husband and wives, and every now and then we just might feel this little pull, this little inkling that, that there's something out there that is left unfinished, that, that we haven't done, that what is it that there's got to be something bigger that I was made for, that we were made for? So we're going to come into our first clip right now. I've been staring at the edge of the water long as I can remember, never really knowing why. I wish I could be the perfect daughter. But I come back to the water, no matter how hard I try. Every turn I take, every trail I track, every path I make, every road leads back to the place I know where I cannot go, where I long to be. See the light where the sky needs to see, it calls me. No telling how far I'll go I know everybody on this island Seems so happy on this island Everything is by design I know everybody on this island Has a role on this island So maybe I can roll with mine I can make us strong, I'll be satisfied if I play along But the voice inside sings a different song What is wrong with me? Disney fans here? Where am I? Dis okay, awesome. So hopefully a lot of you have seen this movie, but even if you haven't, you can, you can see where I'm going with this. So Moana, she's the daughter of the village chief or king or whatever he is on this island. And, um, 
And so she is meant to take over, that she's meant to be the princess and take over, but she feels called to something else. She feels like she's trapped on this island. She's not meant to stay there. And she feels led to, to leave and, and go out and, and do something more. So in this clip, it's funny because she actually doesn't know how to sail. And so she goes out on the boat and it's just, it's just calling her. She steps out. So, um, so the title of my message is How Far I'll Go, like the song says. Let's see. Oh, great job, media team. That looks great. Very Moana-ish. So I love it. But this whole movie preached to me when I watched it when it first came out. I, I think I cried several times in it. And so I was like, this is exactly what I'm going to preach on. So, you know, we may all have this, this urging to step out of our comfort zone, to, to, do and, to step out and do the greater thing. But will we do it? Will we answer the call? Will we see how far we'll go? That's what we're going to talk about this morning. Psalm 139, 13 through 16 says, For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. And I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. In Galatians 1 through 15 says, But even before I was born, God chose me and called me by his marvelous grace. So we were all created uniquely, that God created you in, the, in your mother's womb. He knew you, he chose you, and he gave you gifts and, gifts and talents. But it's up to us to unlock those gifts, to use those gifts, and we get to choose whether or not we step into those things. We all have a choice. So I think about when Jesus is walking along the Sea of Galilee, and he runs into Andrew and Peter, and they're fishing. And he's like, come, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. And immediately it says... No, it says, at once, they left and followed him. And then he's walking along the sea some more, and he runs into two more brothers, John and James, and they're fishing with their dad in their boat. And he says, come. And immediate, it says, immediately, they went, and they got out, and they followed him. And I'm thinking, wow, that's really brave. They had only just met Jesus on the beach. You know, that takes some courage. And, and they were fishermen. They could have said, no, Jesus, I'm not qualified for this. I don't know how to do that. I only know how to catch fish. So... You know, but when we are introduced to the one, Jesus, he shows us our purpose and confirms our identity, and we feel compelled to follow him. And that's what happened with these disciples. And let's not, let's not take, you know, sometimes there's fear of the unknown or hesitation that keeps us back, that, you know, I'm not sure what it's going to look like on the other side, so I'm going to stay in my comfort zone. And if you guys heard Michael's message, Pastor Michael's message a couple week weekends ago, the uncomfort zone, he convinced all of us that we don't want to be in the comfort zone, that we want to be in the uncomfort zone. So this is like part two. This is saying, okay, so now we don't want to be comfortable, so I'm going to teach you how to step out. Yep. And sometimes... Um, you know, when we, when we get the call or hear the word, the people around us are, are maybe going to try to talk us out of it. They're, they're going to say, on paper, that doesn't sound like a good idea. That doesn't look like a good idea. And sometimes the people around us, and in the movie, her father and everyone on the island said, you're crazy. You can't go out there. You're going you're gonna to crash, and you don't know what you're doing. So sometimes, you know, the inner call is, is not, is, is, you know, it wells within us. And, and the people around us are, we kind of have to, you know, nicely, but just nicely disagree that that's actually, you know, this is something I, I feel like I need to do. So what if we were able to leave our place of comfort and complacency at the chance that we might change our future, that at the chance that we could do something great, that, um, you know, what if we really could see, step out and see how far we could go? What would that look like? 
So the first thing we need to do is, is to step out in faith like she does. Great action takes great faith and will ter- determine our course. If Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And James 2.14 says, Faith without works is dead. So if we knew all of the, all of the logistics and the plan, you know, and God's like, here you go, this is, this is what you're doing, it would be easy to step up in faith because it wouldn't, it wouldn't take any faith on your part to, to do it. You'd have a blueprint. And for me, I'm a planner, so I would have to know how long is it going to take, what do I need to bring, what shoes I need to wear, what, you know, all of these things. These are really important for, for me, you know. And so I, um, I have all these questions in my head, but, but luckily, you know, I've, I've, when we take one little step of faith, and then, you know, I look around, I'm like, okay, am I still good? I'm still here? Okay. And then I'm like, okay, I'll step a little further. And then so it just takes you taking these little baby steps. You know, it doesn't have to look like this massive leap of faith that, you know, um, the disciples did or, or, you know, Moana does when she leaves the island. But, but it's just trusting and stepping out that, that leads. And in, in th- those are steps of faith. So <laughs> it's funny because when I read in the Bible about Jesus feeding the 5,000. It's really funny to me. I mean, I love the miracle, but what I'm thinking is, so all these people, they're, <laughs> I think I've shared this before in a tithe, but all these people, they decide they want to follow Jesus. So they follow him out and he brings them out to this remote place. And so the disciple is getting late and the disciples say, uh, you know, we should let them go to the villages to get some food to eat because it's late and we're in a remote place. And Jesus says, no, give them something to eat. And I'm, I'm thinking, why didn't they pack food? Like, I, I pack food. I pack snacks when I go to the park. So there's no way I'm going to a remote place without food so, or a, food, a plan for food. So I'm thinking, wow, that takes a lot of faith to go out to the desert without food. This is how my brain works. I'm letting you in a little bit. But then I was thinking about it, and I was thinking, well, um, you know, and by the way, this is the only uh, miracle that's recorded in all four Gospels. So it's a really amazing miracle, and that's what it hit me. I was thinking maybe they didn't bring food so that God could get the glory because you see a miracle on the other side of it. Amen? Yes. So that's where I came to on that. So when your purpose and drive and desire to be close to Jesus is bigger than your fear and hesitations, that's when faith moves. That's when you step out. And that's when you discover your purpose and identity and what you're meant to do. I'm going to tell you this little story. Um, well, it's in the Bible, but I'm going to read it to you in Matthew, starting at chapter 24. Do we have it? I'll use the big Bible. Do we have the uh, Matthew 14, 24? Okay, it's kind of long, so I'll use the big Bible. All right, perfect. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from the land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy wind. About three in the morning, early in the morning, Jesus came towards them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went out on, over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? Then they climbed back into the boat, and the wind stopped. Is there more? No, we're good? All right. So 
oh, lost my page there. So what I read when I, when I read the scripture, what comes to me is that when Jesus said, come to Peter, and he steps out, he, and he starts to walk on water, he's not actually walking on the water, or he's not even thinking, I don't think he's even thinking that he's walking on the water. He's walking on the word of God. He's walking, when God, when Jesus says, come, he steps out on that word. So when I read that, that's, that's what Peter's doing. So Peter steps out, and he, Jesus said, come, so I'm going to go. And he actually asked him to ask him to come. And then he's like, here he goes on the water. And so he's looking at Jesus, and he's walking on the water, which is the word. And then it, only, it wasn't until he took his eyes off of Jesus and forgot that he was walking on the word. He was probably thinking, oh, my gosh, the wind, the wind and the waves, they're, they're gonna, I'm going to sink. And it only was when he probably remembered he was on the water that he began to sink. And Jesus says, why did you doubt me? So, so he, Peter stepped out in faith on God's word, and the word was sustaining him. And so and it was in obedience to God's word. So the next thing we do after we step out of the boat in faith is to stay the course. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses, I like this better, to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run the race with endurance, the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. All right, we'll stop there. So, oh my gosh, endurance. That is like a, not a good word in my book. <laughs> do you know what the definition of endurance is? Is the fact or power of enduring an unpleasant or difficult process or situation without giving way. Okay, that is not fun. And I, I don't really like that word. And when I read that scripture, it makes me tired when I read it. That, that, I ha that I'm running a race of endurance. I don't jump to, you know, sign up for things that have that word attached to it usually. Um, so I did, I did do a uh, half marathon of maybe six years ago now. Yeah, it was, it was, um, I wanted to sit down at mile 10, but good thing my sister was with me because she's like, Lisa, if you sit down, you're not getting back up. <laughs> and she was probably right. So we finished the, the last three miles, you know, kind of, run walking um, through, and I finished, but, and then they have these people, they have these people at the end, and they're like, you want to sign up for, you know, team and training, you want to sign up, and I'm like, no, I, <laughs> I barely finished this one, this is not a good time to ask me, I never want to do this again, so, oh my gosh, and even, even growing up when I played the, uh, I played the piano, and I wanted to do everything fast. I, I'm all about, like, efficiency. So I'm like, let's just play the song fast so I can get outside and play. So, <laughs> so I would play the song. And if I stopped playing in the middle of a song, like I missed a note, I couldn't keep going. I had to start at the beginning again <laughs> because, because I'd, like, memorize it. And so I, I'd be like, oh, I messed up. Like, play it again. Yeah, and my piano teacher is like, it's not supposed to be that fast. I'm like, it's the only way I know how to do it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So yeah, but so endurance, it, it's not fun, but we are, but good thing uh, God gives us the answer. In verse two, it says to keep your eyes on him and he will sustain you. So I'm like, okay, you know, we can do this. Um, so good thing that he gives us that. Oh my gosh. So we might step out of the boat 
And now we've started the journey all right, and we're feeling good about ourselves. And we're like, all right, I'm going. I'm going. I'm walking on water. And then storms might come. We might veer off course and, um, and lose our way a little bit. So that's where we hear in a Christian world about being anchored. <laughs> and t- people talk about being anchored in the storm to, so that we wouldn't veer off course. Well, this never really made sense to me, to be anchored. I mean, the idea made sense. But to me, being anchored meant it was almost like an ostrich bearing its head. Like, I'm, I'm trying not to, I'm trying to avoid the situation in my mind. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I'm not trying to stay in the same place. So the Holy Spirit helped me with this a little bit, and he, and he kind of showed me, well, it's not, picture it, you know, since I'm a very visual person. Think of it not as an anchor being in the ground and planted, but an anchor tethered to him. So we are anchored, but it doesn't mean we're staying in one place. Yeah. So that helped me a lot so that as I walk this walk of faith, I'm, I am anchored, but, but he's sustaining me. So it actually even gives me a visual like I'm being able to walk better because I'm being pulled up. I'm, my eyes are up. I'm looking at him. So that, that really helped me uh, think about being anchored way differently. So when we start to doubt like Peter did, you know, maybe we didn't have a direct word or we don't know of a direct word of God telling us to come, to step out. You know, maybe right now we in a storm, you might find yourself in this place, and we might not feel like we have, have the word. Well, the Bible is full of words that we can stand on. He gives us this to help us, to help us through things. And, and there's a ton of things in here that you can pull out and, and stand on and believe for. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a few of them to you. And you can write these down. So you can look them up later if you, if you feel like. So Mark 9, 23, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you, you shall not hold, and you shall hold your peace. Isaiah 40, 31, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary. There's the endurance again. Thank you, Lord, that you give us the word. <laughs> they will walk and not faint. Amen. Yes, that, that scripture actually, I, I, we use that one a lot and pray that one a lot. Michael and I went through this like 40-day thing. It was actually an escrow, but it was a trial. And, um, and Michael kept saying that, that scripture, that, that we would, those who, um, you know, wait on the Lord will renew their strength. And I'm like, I do not like waiting. This is, this is really hard. And so I had to change this, the word in there to, to, Michael's like, well, Maybe those who serve upon the Lord and call upon the Lord. Okay, good. I can do that. So I don't know why I'm like allergic to this word, but um, there it is again. But it, the Bible says we won't, we will run and not grow weary. Maybe I should try another half marathon. <laughs> no, Michael's saying no. <laughs> but with that, the next time with this scripture in mind, okay? Yeah. Maybe I'll finish it <laughs> better. Um, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts I think towards you, towards says the Lord, that he's actually thinking thoughts towards us is really amazing. Thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. Isaiah 54, 17, for no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Philippians 4, 19, for my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches by Christ Jesus. So Peter stepping on the boat looks like a tumultuous circumstance is brewing. He questions his purpose. Did he really hear? Starts to sink. 
So I feel like we are, you know, we're always tested in this. So last year, a lot of you guys know me in my 2018. And so my year started out, my mom passes away unexpectedly. We start the church three days later. You know, we decide to move out here. So we sell our house, we're building a house and we get pregnant and all of these things are happening. I'm working two jobs. So I had a lot going on in my life. And I remember thinking, Somewhere a few months in, or even the first month in, I remember thinking that I was this walking on water moment. I was thinking, don't think about it too much because I don't, like everything could, I could just go at any second. And so (laughs) I remember thinking, I I was walking, I remember visually, I was, I'm very visual. So I picture myself walking and like, don't look down. Like, don't think about it. Don't think about that you're doing something impossible right now where God is sustaining you. And so pretty much all of 2018, I kind of was like that. I, I had peace because I knew God was with me, but I definitely didn't know how I was doing all of those things. And if I thought about it too long, I, I would kind of freak myself out. So last year was kind of a stepping out of the boat moment. And like, okay, I'm just going to look forward because if I look down, I don't, I may not be here anymore. So that was, that was really good. But I feel like as we increase in capacity and God asks us to do more things, we continually are stepping out of the boat. It's like, but, but each time it helps us because we've been through there before and, it, and we learn not to look down. That's what I've learned at least. This is my own story. So each time I'm like, well, I don't think I can do this, but well, here we go. We've done it before. So let's go, you know. And so each time our faith builds and we are able to step out. And I feel like God continually does that because as, I mean, we never, I don't think I ever want to be in a place where I'm not stepping out because then I'm, I'm like lost my faith. That means I'm not trusting. That means I'm not growing. Yeah. So, but I feel like I was able to, to do that last year because I had spent some time with God earlier in my life. So in my early 20s, I had graduated college and I kind of lost my, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know my purpose. I didn't really know my identity. I was finding all this stuff out. So I spent some nights with God where I was fearful, I was afraid, and I felt like I had really spent some time um, in those moments with God. Like it wasn't that I was, I was even being asked to step out in faith. It was I was trying not to capsize. Like the boat was like, like this. And I'm like, God, I need help. I don't know which way is up. I don't know what I'm doing. And so it was in those dark nights and in, in those dark places where he confirmed my identity, where he, where I forged a relationship with him that was unshakable. And I feel like it was those, those early years where I built my relationship with him in that quiet place that I was able to sustain a year like I did last year when God calls you. So, you know, if you're going through a dark place right now, just, just press into him. Like he's the one that is going to build the resolve in you and, and build you up. Because if you, sometimes we, we want to be on the fast track, which we've all, I've already told you five times that I like to be on the fast track, but there's no shortcuts in the kingdom. If, if he would have asked me to step out, if I, if I hadn't spent that time building up my relationship and my purpose and identity with him, then I totally would have failed in front of everyone, you know, and I just, I wouldn't have been able to sustain sustain it because I didn't know him, you know, how I did. So, so don't discount if you're in that place right now. He's just, he's just wanting to, to get to know you and that you learn to trust him. And that's probably the most important thing I've learned so far is, is just that, you know, as we step out. 
Um, so yeah, he meets us. He meets us there in the fire, and that's why I love that song, "Another in the Fire." We didn't sing it today, but when you're going through a tough spot like that, actually, I I, I used that song recently um, when uh, I had a I was on the operating table in there about, and you know they put me on anesthesia and stuff when I'm having the the baby, and I fr- had a freak out moment a little bit, and I remember that song, and then immediately I had peace. So you know. It still comes. Things still come that will try to rattle you and try to shake you. But, but if you know Christ and, and he lives in you, then you're able to walk through things that you would never think are possible. And the, and the thing about it is, is that in the, in the scripture with Peter, he steps back and he goes back into the boat with Jesus. And so, you know, it's, good, it's a good thing to know that Jesus is in your boat so that when we are in a trial or like I'm talking about, we can wake him up if we need him. Like, okay, like you're still here. Like, cause you, <laughs> yeah, like he's there. There's another passage where they talk about him sleeping in the boat. So that's how I picture myself too. He's like, okay, he's right there if I need him. All right, we're doing great. We're doing great. Yep. And then, okay, I need you now. Can you wake up? Can you like calm the storm? <laughs> so he's, when, when you're walking with Jesus, he's always there with you. So um, don't forget that, that he's in your boat with you and you can wake him up. So lastly, as we step out in faith, we say yes, we weather the storm, and we step out. When we find our way through this, that's when we're able to help others and and set other people free. So we are going to watch one more clip right now. Let her come to me.
Great job, Moana. So if you haven't seen the movie, this is the end of the movie where she reaches her destiny of restoring the heart of Tafiti. So what happens is she goes across the ocean, weathers storms, has some help from a Maui guy, and fights pirates, fights a crab, all of these things. The movie's really great. You should watch it. Um, but what happens is at the end, she has to defeat this lava monster, Daka, the demon of earth and fire. And she has to defeat the monster the, to get to the place where she's supposed to return the heart. And then when she returns the heart, all peace would be um, restored to the islands. But what happens, what she discovers is that actually... It was her heart that was that was missing. And so this stone that she had been carrying around across the ocean, um, you know, she sees the place where it restores, and she, she sets it in there, as this, this clip shows. And at that, she restores life to the islands. She restores life to the beautiful goddess of that creates in the movie. She creates, you see the palm trees pop up, and life comes back. And it's a beautiful analogy. But the question is, in my message, who is the lava monster? Who is that person? Well, it's us. And when we receive Christ, life comes on in the, in, inside of us. And, we are, and life is restored within us. I'm not saying that, that we are all lava monsters. But, but we are broken. We, we might be hurting. And when God comes into our life and we accept Jesus, he restores our heart with his heart. <laughs> and it's the word of God. This is the, this is the heart right here. This is the word. And we, when we receive Christ, it comes in on the side of us. And Jesus comes to live on the side of us, and it brings life. And if you want to know him, if you want to get to know his, him, his heart, you just have to spend time with him in his word. So when Moana came into alignment with her true calling, her purpose, she steps out in faith. She's able to say yes. She's able to stay the course and step out in faith. We can then, as she, as she did, become vessels to help other people and help other people see free, be set free. And I didn't show the clip, but if you've watched the movie, you know. It's not even just Taka that, that she restores. It's her whole village. It's all the islands. They're, they're, they have life and, and have a future. And they're actually set free also because they were all meant to be voyagers. So they're, at the end, they're sailing in the oceans. So you never know how, how one person restored or one person being used by God can help other people. And that's the kingdom right there. That's a picture of the kingdom. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, team, and what we do at C3 San Diego, go to c3sandiego.com.